Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. It is Christmas Eve. Maybe not when you listen to this, but I was going to record an episode. I've been trying to record it for the past few weeks now. Um, <laughs> since Galaxy, because Galaxy has been and gone, but we move. And I'm not going to go into any excuse for it. It's mainly Penelope doesn't want me to do anything when she's asleep. So she gets FOMO as soon as I start recording an episode. And although Penelope is well-loved in pageant land, um, I don't think you need to hear her snores or when she randomly wakes up. <laughs> um, so today's episode is one that I've wanted to talk about for a while. And I probably have touched on... Um, in different parts of my podcast episodes. I mean, we have 30 episodes out now um, and many more planned. Of course, if you have any ideas about what you want or anything like you want explained more, then let me know. But today I'm going to be talking about what the headline suggests, the pageant switch up. When is too late to enter another system or enter a pageant and I feel this needs to be discussed because um a lot of people see people entering last minute as something that they should not um so I'm going to explain a little bit more to my and with everything this is my personal opinions and my personal experience from being a judge to um being a finalist <laughs> and being a queen and of course being a pageant interviewer as well because especially with sparkles and rhinestones i get to interview so many different queens from different systems and when i say queens i say that as in that's the term i use for all pageant girls so when i say queens that means finalists that means pageant moms pageant dads can be queens like anyone can be a queen in pageant world that's just how i refer to everyone um of course if you would not like to refer to as a queen that's absolutely fine um but i think most finalists do um <laughs> Because we are queens in pageant land, or princesses, or prince, or however you want to be called. Um, But I get to talk to a lot of people, and I get to know their reasonings of why they're entering a different system, or the, the system that they're we competing at. Um, so I wanted to do this episode because there are a few things that... It's not just as finalists, like, it's a finalist worry, and then there's also a director's side from it as well. So, when is too late to enter a pageant, first of all? Most pageant systems will have a cut-off date. So, you know, I know myself, if you yummy, um, the cut-off date is two weeks before. Because usually that is when, like, the deadline for all finalist sponsorship is due to be paid. You know, if you've not paid past that point, you're no longer a confirmed finalist. Obviously, this is not, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Like, I can't, I can't confirm that because I don't have access to things. But, you know, like, if you haven't paid, you know, cause, I mean, I've been, I was in a competition. This is, this is completely side note. But when I first entered, I had a sponsor. And I didn't get a call up until a week after the finals said, your sponsor still haven't paid. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, why did you let me compete then? <laughs> But I mean, the sponsors had and they paid the next, um, this is back when I used to get loads of gyms to sponsor me, not anymore. Um, <laughs> the fun of it all. Um, but yes, anyways, like the person, like the director's not going to let girls compete in their system if they haven't paid their full sponsorship because pageants aren't, like the directors aren't, like the, you aren't charity cases, if you get what I mean. Like 
everyone has gone through so many hard things. Like, I'm not going to deny anyone's things, like myself included. But you have to remember, with most pageants, they are businesses. Not every... Like, there are probably very, very few um, people in pageants that actually make money from pageantry. Um like you have to be on it for a long time to actually make some money some will break even some of course the money goes to funding the flights it goes to the hotels if they're going to international it goes to the prizes if they're not sponsored so if you're not paying your full sponsorship then you know you're taking away that money from the business of course if you decide not to compete that's on you like you know that's your decision, but you can't then turn up that final and saying, well, I meant it. Like, I feel we're going off track with this. <laughs> but that is to, to like, alliterate, reliterate, whatever that word is. The point that pageants are businesses and they have cutoffs for a reason. So, you know, how many finalists are going to be there? And we all know that finalists drop out on the day, things happen. Um, but, you know, it's to know exactly how many, especially for some pageants that have, um, you know, a certain amount of people um, in the category so that the prize is paid for. Obviously, this is where you see in the terms and conditions. Um, some will know straight out that they have to pay for flights and, and things like that. Um, but anyway, so there's usually a two-week cutoff. So you can compete in a pageant two weeks before the finals. Now, that is that is the latest you can. There are some pageants you could probably just enter on the day. Um, and there are ways... This is where it gets complicated because there are, are people who feel that that person's entered this pageant two weeks before they shouldn't be allowed to compete against people like or they are putting themselves at a disadvantage um because they haven't been in the system they don't know the system they don't do this they don't do that and when you get into that mindset that is what will put you off from winning because I use this example of there in 2018, yes, 2018, um, the teen winner for Yemi, uh, Jade, she entered two weeks before uh, the finals and won, you know, and in that lineup as well, there are girls that had entered for a very long time and won as well. Just because you've been in the pageant a year, two years, um, you know, you, you keep coming back, um, doesn't automatically mean you're going to win because you've done so much for that system, because it's not the directors, unless the director is on the panel, it's not the directors that have that choice, it's the judges, the judges who are being selected, so yeah, you may have been in the system for a whole year, you've done appearances, you've done all that sort of stuff, but you don't wow them in your interview because you don't project and tell them everything you've done, um, you know, whereas this person that's come in for two weeks has wowed them, um, you know, and <laughs> taken the crown, you have to realise that, and it, it bugs me when people say that, like, oh, I've entered this pageant for this amount of time, so I should win based on that, and that is where it's the wrong it's the wrong mindset, it's the wrong mentality. And judges shouldn't have this either. And as I said, I've heard things and it 
it really grinds my gears about this. This is going to go into a bit of a moaning thing, but I'm going <laughs> to turn it around. Judges shouldn't be biased. And the reason you pick someone as a judge is because they won't be biased to anything that's happened. Whether someone's entered two weeks, five weeks, ten weeks, ten months, ten years. Um, I mean, you go through seven categories, several categories by then. But, <laughs> you know, um, they should be judging on the quality of what is presented in front of them. They shouldn't be marked down because they only entered two, three weeks before or two months before. Because, and this is the thing, so you finished your pageant finals, there's another pageant coming up in three weeks. You enter it, you then win. And people think, wow, like, why why did they win you're already competition ready you can you've been preparing for a competition you didn't win it so you put all your efforts into another system you have the outfits ready you've been continuing the training you know you're in that pageant mindset you've had you could say that <laughs> i'm not going to say that last pageant was practice but you know it's, ex it's experience and you get your feedback you know you're straight on to the next stage you realize you looked back at yourself and goes okay i need to correct this i need to correct that and you perfected yourself as much as you can because we say perfection doesn't exist um to then take that title so many people stay in the same systems again and again and again when that system is not right for you and it's not saying it's a bad system it's just saying that you're not what they're looking for um, and it could change. One year you were. The next, the judges were looking for something different. Every judge has a different um, criteria in their head. You know, from the pageants that I've judged and the pageants I've experienced, you know, they're always looking for someone who, you know, will do the title justice. Um, they're going on personality because, yes, it's great to look beautiful, but you need to have something behind those eyes. And if you did feel that you entered the pageant system um, like, you know, later on and felt that you were discriminated against because you'd entered. Now, there are ways around this. Obviously, you tell your director straight away what you felt so they can get the feedback from the judges and they can give feedback to the judges about how they felt they came across. But I always say, and I've said this in the book, that if you are entering late, when they ask you, you know, what we've been doing in the lead up to finals rather than go on the negatives of you know i haven't been in this system long so i haven't done anything or you know it's more projecting what you're going to do in the future and using examples you know you've done charity work talk about your charity work i always say that no matter what the sash says when you're doing charity work that's your efforts you know i can talk about how i've abseiled you know four times um, I'm thinking, yep, it's definitely four. <laughs> Free and Swindon and one off the new Porter Bridge. And I think going down was not bad at all. It was going up all those stairs. That was hard. <laughs> Very hard. Um, and yes, so all of that achievement is you. You planned it. You fundraised that money. So, for example, you know, if you go into the interview room, they say, you know, what have you been doing? Um in the lead up you say 
I am a late entry, but of course, you know, if you see an opportunity, grab it. Um, I'm a really charitable person. I work with this charity. I'm an ambassador for this one. Um, you know, and although I've not been able to prove to you guys with this title, um, with this finalist title, if I was to win, I have so many incredible plans, including this, this, and this, you know, building on the stuff that you've already done. Um, so you're referencing and you're using examples still. Um, most, like, as I said, sometimes some judges will know that you've entered last minute. So, you know, especially when it comes to handing in appearance folders and things. Um, but, yes, you don't, you won't be putting yourself at a disadvantage. You can enter anyway. It's just how prepared you are. So let's talk through entry. So if you've entered two weeks before the finals... You need to make sure you actually have everything ready. Um, if you're going from one final to another, then you're going to be in that mindset and you're going to have outfits. Um, don't be afraid to wear the same outfits. Um, for, first of all, <laughs> if you have those outfits, wear them. They cost money. Um, for some of you, they cost a lot of money. Um, you know, custom-made designs. Get them back on stage, you know. Don't be afraid to wear the outfits again. You will not be marked down because you've worn the same outfits. I don't know where this rumour comes around <laughs> because you will not. I've never seen, I mean, I've seen people who have worn the same things. You know, watching the 2018 Yummy Finals, I saw three outfits that were worn from previous queens. Um, <laughs> you know, like, they didn't get marked down for it. Well, so I, I don't know, I, I wasn't judging because I was handing over. Um, but, you know, they scored very highly. <laughs> so, you know... Um, inspiration from other outfits, like, and you, as I said, you had the outfits there, there'd be different judges, they're not going to go, oh yeah, I remember that dress, I remember this, then I go, oh my god, I remember that dress, I loved it on that stage, um, but the thing is, yes, we wear outfits, but also in this pageant prep, is to be honest, um, and be transparent, because we all know, with the dream title, if you then said that in your interview, <laughs> oh my god, this is my dream title to win. You literally just entered this pageant two weeks ago and you just competed in another final. This is where you're, you will lose marks because we're like, really? Because if this was your dream title, you wouldn't have competed in the other system. You would be in this one. Um, so let's not use that that buzzword. <laughs> let's not use that. Um, but, you know, talking about how you admired the system and, you know, your research by knowing the queens and talking about know how you can align with their motives and their mottos and you know what they aspire to aspire to be so yes uh two weeks if they have an appearance folder and you have points i would always say of course you're not going to get your sash in two weeks so if there are stuff that you can do that you can use your title um if is accepted of course ask the director it could be online now i hate hate with a passion the paper signs that people make with their sashes just because I think it looks untidy um you know there's boards at one bo point which was cute but the reason that you have a sash is because you put the sash on you wear it people can see what it says that's the advertisement having a board or having a piece of paper even laminated I mean I've had it I've framed my title that I had um because I was a last minute entry um I wanted to submit an appearance book and I was going to an appearance. Um, and uh, yeah, um, 
it's, you know, you're advertising that system. You're not going to be carrying this to anyone everywhere, holding up. You know, if you're sat down, you know, it gets left. <laughs> um, but anyways, apart from that, if there is, then ask, of course, and then submit that. And I say this, if there are points to be made before the finals, submit whatever you can to get those points. You know, if you've done online campaigns, if you've done donations. And right now, I will reel off a few things that you can do within a week. You can do a food bank donation. Literally, there are banks in supermarkets, you know. Um, you can do charity shop donations. A lot of people do that, um, dropping off things, you know. You can do a homeless donation, items for the homeless, Um. There are so many other things that you can do and other people's campaigns that you can hop onto. Um, you know, online interviews, there's so many now. Book yourself in. Um and platform, but we're we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> so yes, two weeks, outfits, preparation, you know, make sure that with your interview, because walking is fine. Um of course you have to change, you know. A couple of things if it's a different style style of stage or different uh, stage formation um you know it's a catwalk rather than a big wide space so your walk's going to be different um because you will go down the catwalk whereas the wide space you might have a t formation or reverse t formation um you know there'll be points <laughs> points you have to stand and pose on basically um but you're into you're changing it to adapt to the system that's a big thing um, so, and also that you have the money, if you've got the money two weeks before your next final to drop on that sponsorship and the makeup and the hair, um, and then the other additionals, then go for it. Like, like, honestly, I wish I was you. <laughs> TikTok trying to be like you. Um, if people haven't watched the TikTok or haven't got to that side, I apologize. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that is your decision and, you know, hotels and things like that. So think about it all through first. I would say the optimal time for entering a pageant is three months. Um, the same as, you know, it takes three months to make a difference when you're the gym. It takes three months to, you know, get your gowns, make sure they're fitting, get your walks, training, um, you know, do a few appearances. Um, and as we said, not everyone wants to do appearances and not everyone has to do appearances. It is up to you, but of course, it depends on the pageant system. It depends what you want to talk about in your interview. You know, if you have a really strong platform, you can talk about it till the cows come home. Then that's great. Um, <laughs> that's really great. Um, but yes, I always say three months. Of course, a lot of people have longer. You know, for myself, I have six months now. But when I got my sash, I'd say eight months competing time. Um, but I wasn't competing in any other system after I finished um, UK's National Miss in July anyway. So there's been no crossover. And that's not me. Cause, I mean, that's not me being like, yes, um, 100%. Like, I was just enjoying pageant land. Um, I already knew I was entering UK's National Miss as soon as I stepped off stage. Well, I say that. And I won't use that line. <laughs> it's a good line. It's a great line even. Um, but I had to think about it for a couple of days. Because of course, you know, for me, um, I have to really be careful where I'm putting my money. And careful about, you know, what pageant I want to represent. Everyone does. But as I said, for me, it's like, because I'm a mum. Because, you know, 
this is lucky I ran a competition for the sponsorship, so that got paid, but, you know, all the outfits, everything is all my mo money, you know, and budgeting is not in my language, um, but I have to, being a parent, um, <laughs> so that's why I have to be careful, because I need to know that I'm only doing one pageant, and this is where it's going to go to, whereas when I was younger, and had more indisposable income, she says she still rented and she still had a dog, um, <laughs> but more. I don't have you know. Dogs don't cost as much as kids do, uh, <laughs> but you know I could enter like two free pageants a year. I could do that. I could enter that. I could go to Paris and compete, and then compete in another pageant straight after. You know, like I had that money. I had that time. Um, when I say I had that time, like I made that time. <laughs> time wasn't on my side for that one. Um. But yeah, so it's entirely up to you how you do your pageant journey. If you feel that there's one system, one system only, dedicate your time to that, um, you know. But I also do think that if you've competed in, um, like, the same pageant for two, three times, it's nice to try something different. Um, and it depends on where it is in the calendar, you know. You could still compete for the same pageant, you know, if you didn't win this other pageant you're competing in and we will get onto that in a minute um but yes it's up to you like how like I've never heard of um until this year of pageants discriminating like late entries because you know let's take diamond for example you know um late winners in a few in a couple of categories it doesn't matter how long um, you're competing and this is where you have to get out that mindset as I said um and there are so many people like I did so many appearances I did so many of this I did that and I still didn't and as I say the directors don't pick you may win you might not but if you're just doing all those appearances because you think it's going to make you win that's where you're going wrong because appearances should be enjoyed you know, you do them for a reason. Um, I mean, every appearance I do for UK's National Miss, like, there's no actual point. It doesn't count. I do them because I want to do them. So I can choose and be selective. And you should be, you should do this anyways. <laughs> you should choose and be selective. I know if there's, like, a, a Miss Publicity Award that's always nice to win. I've won it a few times. I wish there was one. I wish, if anyone's listening from UK's National Miss, please make an appearance, please a folder I want to have I want to have the option to submit a folder it just looks so cool I miss doing them <laughs> making them for other people but I miss doing them for myself um okay so with all of that let's go on to competing in a different system straight after another system so a lot of people are worried that they'll be seen as um system hopping and I repeat this, as I say many times, systems do not own you, okay? Uh, once you have finished that final, basically, as soon as you step off that stage, you are no obligation to promote that system anymore. Unless, of course, you've won, then you are in a contract. <laughs> Unless it's a, um, a non-contracted pageant, then you can, you know? If it's non-contracted, girl, you do you. Um... 
And that's where some systems, I've had an experience with some, this is not my personal experience, but I've helped this person with it, where um, they were in a contract, but the contract allowed free working titles. So, as you can hear, free working titles. You could hold three different titles, regional or national. Now, this all depends on the other systems as well, because if another system... Um, has a title clause that means you have to pick which one you want to win Um, I will bring an example to Romy who won I don't know, I don't know if this is common knowledge but it is because I've been in pageant industry for ages Um, Romy won Miss Beauty UK I think it was 2014 15 don't quote me on this date I'm trying to think of when she won um, Miss uh international it was basically the year she won international um could be or could have been galaxy i'm not sure <laughs> it's one of those i know it's definitely a pageant girl uk i think it was international because she gave up her title um but basically oh my god it was 2016 it was 2016 because i competed in miss beauty uk in 2016 <laughs> okay i hope you're still with me so yeah she won beauty uk 2016 um i would have probably would have been 2015 uh, because then she won international she obviously handed back a crown of beauty uk because she won miss international miss international goes to internationals um clues in the name um and there would have been you know a title clause you can't have any other titles um you know so and then it, of course that title went to the first runner up um yeah so anyways this contract had free working titles um the person decided to enter another system this was met with backlash um and you know the person being excluded and being shouted at and being talked down to and basically the director was just being a not very kind person and you know for someone who preaches mental health like not a very kind person at all um and, you know, this person hadn't been nice to me either. This person's actually blocked me um, because she made allegations to, about myself, saying that, you know, I, since I've won my Queen of Queen titles, this obviously was back then, <laughs> I was bigger than everyone else, which is not true because I'd hate seeing myself that way. I know I have some leverage in pageantry, but I still don't have half leverage that other pageant queens have. It's just nice to make a bit of a difference. Um... But then, of course, when I provided screenshots and, uh, you know, I've actually talked this, this is this and this, got blocked. But anyways, going into the tea bit of it. <laughs> so this contract stated that you could have three different titles, up to three different titles. Um, so nothing this person was doing was wrong at all, you know, and their reign was extended and, you know, handed over. So, like nothing would have been like you know they're they dealing with their contract um you know they weren't going against their contract at all so this is where you have to think if you are going to enter a pageant system you win and you want to enter another one this is where you look at the contracts you either have to give one up or you know compete um so that's why i said that tale <laughs> it's not a tale it's a fact but um you know Yes, you can compete in many different systems at once, but it's like, if you were to win, I always say this, if you were to win, 
you're not going to be able to compete in another system. So what the whole time, when I was competing for Galaxy the second time, um, I entered Carol Perfect, I placed third. Um, that was a free competition that I won to enter that one. I entered Miss Beauty UK um, a week before. Um, I actually entered Yummy a week before as well. And Beauty UK a week before. Yummy, I didn't place, but apparently my placement was third. Um, <laughs> when I asked about schools. Um, <clears throat> I believe that when I see it. And then when I competing in the UK, I had less than a week, I had to make the outfits, I had to make national wear quickly, I placed first runner-up and won the England title. Um, and then of course I competed Galaxy in the March, um, and I didn't place, competed in Inspiration, didn't place, um, and I was exhausted by then, <laughs> so exhausted, and that's what, of course when I found out I actually needed hip surgery, so hence the exhaustion, uh, heels is not good, um, especially as that was a year I had to chop all my hair off as well because of a hair dresser mistake, which gave me a mullet, um, I still don't recover from that time, that was, that was a downtime, <laughs> I just feel like you're hearing all the tea now, um, but, you know, if I was to win, if I was to have won Catwalk Perfect, I would have still been able to compete because that contract then, obviously, is not a running pageant anymore. But that contract then was you can compete in other pageants. Then they changed the contract to six months um, before you want another system. Or well, they might have just made it a non-compete, like you couldn't compete in other systems. Um, same with Yami was. You had to have permission. Um that's not that anymore, <laughs> that's not that anymore, um, it was the first year that you had me run as well, so it's like a tester run, um, I was definitely not ready for that one, but hence, so I came back a year later and took the crown, um, after all those losses in that year, <laughs> same with UK, like, there was, you know, I took the England title, it means I could still compete in other systems, like, I had a title, a working title if I wanted to, um, but I was allowed to compete in different systems, so I said, you have to read the contract, Galaxy, no, once you win Galaxy, you're, you're there for a year, um, and rightly so, you're going to internationals with all these pageants, you know, so if I was to have won, let's say, <laughs> never gonna happen because <laughs> let's say I won Galaxy I would have had to have given up my other titles um so if I'd also then put money into the inspiration I wouldn't have been able to compete in inspiration so I'd have lost the money that I put into that and lost the money for the next system so this is why entering so many systems at once doesn't like and this has gone way far from the um system hopping but it's it kind of is and kind of isn't um so yes so if you're entering the system after as i said as soon as you step off that stage you are no longer obligated to wear that sash again you know um some pageants do say to not wear the sash again um because someone else might have that title uh you don't know of course they're not going to have a straight after the finals but someone could so you know you're wearing for example i'm wearing the wiltshire sash well, see, it's my title. <laughs> so I paid for the sash. I paid for that title. Um, but you know, it, I uh, you know it gets to a point. I don't win this uh, next year, and then someone swoops in, takes the Wiltshire title. You know, pays before I can. I can't then wear my Wiltshire sash. Like, 
um, that's wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't be wearing it because someone else has that title. Um, so, you know, yeah, some people are very quick with the title. Some will get them out quickly straight away. Depends. Some systems have, you know, maybe a month of no new sashes. You know, months just to calm down from the finals. You know, sort out their national queens. Other, other ones are just, bam, on it. Um, and I'm not talking about, like, directors, like, organisation skills and things like that. They have their systems in place for a reason. Of course, as a finalist, you really want to get your sash back up again, so you're there. Um, what I do like about the um, Yemi sashes is that they don't have dates on them. Um, I love that. I don't, like, um, <laughs> love a, sister, a sash with no date because when I entered Wiltshire again, I already had my Wiltshire sash from the last year, which I received at the final because... I only had a week um so I already had that sash I was like wow great I've got it um although technically as I'm looking at my board now actually the first sash said 2016 so I hid that the 2017 one didn't have a date on <laughs> and then the um the internationals and the European ones don't have dates on either um which I love I love that um but going on to system hopping, so it shouldn't be seen, and I hate people that have the view of, <laughs> so I hate people, um, I hate the view that people have, that's better worded, that people are system hopping, because you sometimes haven't found your system yet, it sometimes it takes a very long time to find that, I've looked I could be defined as a system hopper back in the day. It's if when I look at my sashes, I spent four, four years, um, yeah, four years for Miss England trying to get to the finals. I got to semi-finals once, I got the Wiltshire title, and I got the runner-up Miss, I got the Swindon title, I got runner-up Miss Wiltshire twice. Um, and of course, because I was Swindon, there was a year of doing you know, being the queen, uh, <laughs> and going to semi-finals. You know, I dedicated a lot of time to um, Face the Glow, that no longer runs anymore. You know, I've tried Galaxy. I've tried twice. Um, third time, actually. <laughs> but, of course, I was pregnant. Um, you know, UK's National Miss, I have twice. Like, I have tried the systems, obviously, yummy. Like, I'm missing that out. Like, that's a big chunk of my pageant career as well. Um I have tried other systems, but some I said you sometimes you have to find the system that truly reflects you. Like with Yemi, I found a home, and that's why I'm still part of their family. Um, you know, you never leave anyway, but that's why I'm still part of it, helping out. Like you know, in February, I was there the whole day. Saturday, get a lion on Sunday. I say that, but I won't because I have Penelope, so it won't be a lion. Um, so yeah, um, and. Uh, I just, I'm just looking at the crowns now, <laughs> but I found, I found the system that I loved, but I can't win anymore in the system, I've won the Miz title, I won the Queen of Queens, I've won international, when I went into international, and I won the Lifetime International, um, over there, like, I can't, like, win anymore, so, you know, finding a system for me was really important, hence why, you know, UK's National Miss just felt right. I've tried to get a pageant girl UK title so many years. Um, you know, in and out. And uh <laughs> in and out, tried. There we are. Um, but yes, so it's finding that system, but not everyone is as lucky to dive into a system and go, This is the one for me and stay there. You know, 
sometimes and because we now have so many you know like for example if you want to go to internationals you have the choice of galaxy you have the choice of um miss international um you have the choice of galaxy you have the choice of I think I've said Galaxy already. I might have said it. I think I said Galaxy. But Galaxy, Diamond. I'm just trying to think of all the ones. We have Miss Intercontinental, Miss Grand. Um, and now IGM, you know. And I'm thinking about different ages as well. Um, you know, because little ones can't obviously do Miss Grand or Miss Intercontinental. But they can do IGM. They can do Galaxy, you know. There's so many opportunities, they could do yummy, there's so many opportunities to go to internationals as well. Um, there's so much choice now. And, you know, different pageants are popping up. iGem's only been one final held this year, and then obviously pandemic happened. Royal, Royal Miss International. Another another international popped up there. Um, you know, there's still so many pageants popping up and ones that have reputation abroad but haven't got it here and building it up. It's like as I said, not many people entered IGM the first year. Now there's so many because you've seen what happens at internationals, you know. And also, I love Ruth. I'm like, I'm, I'm mad that there is no Miz category um, because I'd love to go. <laughs> um, she runs a good show. And that's what happens. You get recommendations from other pageant girls, from your coach. You know, what system would suit me? What would I work best in? Um, you know, you get advice from other people you're gonna get so much advice when you step off the stage you know so sometimes it's take it all with a pinch of salt um because not everyone has their best interests for you 100 percent. you may think they do but they don't some people might say for you to enter a different pageant because they don't want you to compete against again <laughs> you again um <laughs> sometimes that happens but with that i will say that um you a lot of people will enter your system and enter your division and some will be a threat some won't be a threat but you never know you never know if they're gonna be a threat or not some may have years of pageant experience and some don't you know let's use the example of uk's national miss i have 11 years of pageant experience you know and i play second runner up first runner up had two years i think um and uh, Soraya had this was her first pageant it doesn't matter like and I don't want you guys to take that in the wrong context I'm saying that you know how incredible is it that they took that title because they did the right prep you know they prepped they coached they knew what they're about and they weren't following like I mean I can't speak for them personally because <laughs> I'm not in their minds but they weren't you know looking at me and going oh my god you know she's got all this experience, I can't compete against her, or, oh my god, you know, there's other people in my category, they've been internationally, like, oh my god, I can't compete with that, and it's like me going, oh my god, this girl's are so tall and so skinny, um, you know, like, how am I going to compete with that, like, we don't get in that mindset, and that's one of the reasons why it's definitely one of my fave finalists, like, I, I loved my days, even though I was in extreme pain, um, with the hip, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm moving around, because, I'm in extreme pain today, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, don't get, let yourself into that whole thing of, I can't compete in this system because, and then go to another one, because you're always going to have competition, always, 
always going to have competition. But that's like another subject for another podcast. But back to the system hopping. Um, I hate the word. Now, sometimes you need a fresh start. Go to a different system. If you enjoy it there, try again at that system. As I said, I've had um, a client who competed in one system, then two weeks competed in another system. She placed first runner up. Love that system. So now that's the system she's going to be keep competing in the next time. You know, there are other people who have been part of the system for years, gone to another system, one straight away. Not saying that that's going to happen for you, um, but sometimes you need a fresh start. You know, you can compete in the same system. But if you compete, as I said, one, it's a personal thing. And sometimes there are judges that will be that would have judged you in previous competitions on that panel. But I will tell you this as a judge now. Most of the time, it probably would have gone out of their memory. They see so many people that day. Unless you said something that is, like, really out there. Like, as in, wow, that's incredible. Like, or that's a strange thing to happen. That's a random fact. And they go, oh, my God. I remember you from this one. But then I will bring to attention one of the questions I got asked in my interview, UK's National Miss. And that's when they brought in other titles. I was asked, you know, um, um this is paraphrasing because like now I'm thinking about it, like how was the words exactly said? But it's basically how can you um what can you bring from your previous titles to this title should you win? Um so they already knew about me, so they knew that I had previous titles, you know. So this is where you judges have done look a bit of research. So if you do get asked, you know, what was it about this system that made you you decide to compete? You know, why you know you compete in other systems um, recently? Why did you want to try this one? This is where research goes a long way. Talking about the past queens, talking about what you want to represent. But basically, it's talking about what you want to represent. Because at the end of the day, in pageants, we all want a shiny crown and a nice sash. Like, that is the end goal. Um, but you should care about what it says on your sash. Um, you know, you get to pick your regional title. So, you know, there's some thought into there. So there should be some thought into that. So, you know... Rather than, and I've heard this, you know, it was the cheapest option, you know. I saw it and I really liked it, so I I entered, you know. There's no personalisation. Um, and for me as a judge, I'm thinking, okay, if it's the cheapest one, like this pageant goes to internationals, internationals aren't cheap. Um, do you know what you're signing up for? Do you read the terms and conditions? Um... But anyways, so the only people who think you are system hopping are going to be people who you do not need to pay attention to. Pay them no mind because they are part of the problem of pageant girls gossiping and chucking around all this different information and getting into your head. Um, the only opinions that count are the directors and the judges. The director wouldn't have accepted your application if they didn't think you'd be a good fit for their system. Um, you know, yes, there is a money play into this. But also, they're not going to put you at a disadvantage and throw you to the docks. You know, because I've had this question before. In the system that I won best in interview for, they said, you already have a regional title what would you do if you were to win this one? And of course I answered, I'm not going to tell you my answer to that one. Um, 
because it was a long time ago, but I do remember it was along the lines of, you know, like I dedicate as much time to both. Um, but I said if I was to win the UK one, of course, I would step down from my responsibilities as a regional title holder because this is a UK title. Um, you know, and in the end, I don't need to. <laughs> but I still want person to you, though. Um, <laughs> so I hold on to that fact. Um, but, yes, the only people that are thinking you're a system hopping are people that do not have any say in where the crown goes. Um, if you do suspect that, though, you suspect that you were um, discriminated against because you compete in other systems, once again, talk to your directors. Nothing is going to get solved by you talking to other people in the pageant industry and not talking to the source, like to the people who can help you. Um, it's obviously not going to change the results, but, you know, it could be that they don't pick those judges next time round. You know, sometimes... Judges will have a nice fresh panel, you know, changes every year. Others will have always have like their staple favourites that always are on the panel. Um, because they know the system. Like they know the winners, they know what works, they know what doesn't work. They might be past queens, you know. So with all of that, let's recap. <laughs> you can enter a pageant however late you want to, as long as you feel you are fully prepared. I always say three months is a nice time. Um, but give yourself as much time as you want because if you want that amazing gown, you know, you're going to have to get it custom made or you're going to have to go to a shop and have fittings and practice walking in it. So if you've already competed in another system and you want to try another system and it's in two or three weeks or it's in a month, do it. If you have the money, if you have the facilities to do it, you're not going to get judged down. The only people that are going to say stuff are people that do not have any hand in your scoring. Um, directors wouldn't take you on if they didn't think that you'd be a good fit for the system. The same with system hopping. The only people that will talk about it are the people that don't matter. A hundred percent. Um, so this, <laughs> this podcast is really long. Um, I'm just looking at it now and I'm thinking so much to do, so little time. Um, but in other words, you do you girl, like enter whatever system you want. If you want to enter two at the same time, I always would recommend not double sashing, of course. Different appearances of different titles. Please do that. Don't do that. Um, learn from the mistakes of our past pageant selves from 2013. <laughs> Back in those days. Um, but I talk about it more in the pageant handbook. Um, the ultimate pageant handbook. There's so much information about all of this. Um, so if that's something you want to do, just drop me a message. But for now, have an amazing Christmas, guys. Um, an amazing Christmas. I hope that Santa bought you everything he wanted um, to help you with your pageant prep. I know a few of you are opening your Add the Extra Sparkle boxes for tomorrow. Some of you already opened them already. I admire that. Um, <laughs> that's always me. That's Penelope, actually. She wants presents every day. Um, but... We, of course, were going into January. January is the, I would say, the driest time in pageantry. There's not much that happens at all. There may be up north, down south, there's usually nothing, um, apart from a couple of training days. Um, we do, of course, have pageant con. Pageant con is on the 30th of January. We have two more announcements to go, and then we have our lineup. Incredible females giving you incredible tips and pageant things. Um, for the whole day and it's just five pound and it goes to Patty's um gender surgery. Um so 
that all that information is the link is in the instagram for sparks and rhinestones if you want to grab tickets um yeah so much for that but also if you want to do a pageant interview yourself um it does count as an appearance because it's on a media format uh, the sparks and rhinestones interviews go out on facebook and of course my personal projects of the uh, platform talks uh the pageant mama club and of course um queen chats uh there is a link uh in my pageant instagram of that plus size pageant queen um that you can book yourself in because january i have a lot more time i'm just of course training my yummy and igm girls um because all of those are in february fun times um but yes Book yourself in and get yourself an appearance. And sometimes as well, it's nice to practice and talk about your titles and talk about things like that. Um, But thank you guys so much for an incredible 2021. There could be another podcast before the end of 21. Um, Who knows? <laughs> who knows what will happen? Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. I hope you have an amazing week.